The Junta officials told IDP camp managers that all displacement camps in Kukai Township must be closed by March 27th. Major tanks leak when it's rain. Everything has to start from the beginning. Ongoing conflict in northern Shan State has created thousands of internally displaced people over the years. But although the fighting has only increased since the coup, some IDPs are being forced to leave the camps and fend for themselves in unsafe conditions. Hello and welcome to Do Athan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondacion Hirondel. This episode is produced by a journalist from Shui Pimier. Names may have been changed to protect contributors. The villagers of Manglon are cutting bamboo to build a new church, so they have somewhere to worship. In fact, they need to build a whole new village. Their old village in Kutkai Township, northern Shan State, has been overtaken by plants since they left in 2016. The villagers were displaced at that time by the fighting between the Myanmar military and Kachin Independence Army, KIA. They fled to the KBC-2 IDP camp near downtown Kukkai, run by the Kachin Baptist Convention. There they joined others living in cramped rooms. Some families of 10 or more had to crowd into spaces as small as 10 square feet. But even that was comfortable compared to how they are living now. As I live in the makeshift tent, I have to cover my set with a blanket during the night. Makeshift tanks leak when it's rain. Everything has to start from the beginning. I live in a tent without dolls. This is Dotu Sang. She has four children. They're all living in a leaky hut. Like the other villagers from Manglone, they were forced to leave the IDP camp in Kutkai last month and return home. The junta issued a statement in the first week of September 2022 saying that all IDP camps in northern Shan State must close by the end of October. They did not give a reason. Local aid worker Uja says the Township General Administration Department office then summoned camp officials at least four times after that and kept insisting that they abolish the displacement camps. <laughs> The Junta officials told IDP camp managers that all displacement camps in Kukai Township must be closed by March 27th. The IDPs are struggling to make ends meet as donations from donors are dwindling, but many return home due to the regime's pressure. The IDPs didn't even dare to tell the aid organization about the hunter's instruction to push them to return home. Manglone villagers didn't want to put aid organizations in the difficult position of forcing them from the camp, so they left. But they couldn't just return to their homes. Not only had plants overrun most of the houses, but there's also a big risk from possible explosive remnants of war, or ERWs, as Dor Jartuan from the village committee explains. 
Before we left our homes, Myanmar soldiers often visited our village and planted landmines near the village and the surrounding area. Explosive remnants of war, ERWs, may remain in the village as clashes broke out near the village. We dared not return to our old village because our lives could be in danger. The old village also didn't have all-season road access. So the IDPs decided to set up camp in an area next to the main road, about a mile away from the old village. There are about 190 people there. The villagers say it's not an ideal place because it's located on a hill, but they can all live together and it's close to the road. However, they're still not far from conflict. When Doathan visited the village, fighting was going on about six miles away. The hunter forced the IDPs to return home, but didn't provide any assistance, cash or otherwise, to help them resettle. The IDPs are cutting down bamboo to build makeshift tents or basic huts in the new location. But the bamboo is quite far away, so they have to rent a tractor to bring it back. Dortu Sang says this means she and others are running into debt. We are struggling to make and meet as no organization has provided food and clothing to the IDBs. I have to pay 40,000 chat to the trader driver and I'm in debt. Everything is okay for those who have money. At the KBC2 camp, the World Food Programme supported IDPs with money for food. Children and older people got 20,000 chat per month and other adults got 14,000 chat. The WFP still supports the IDPs in their new location, but they're not getting any other assistance. Another challenge for Manglone villagers is that it's more difficult to send their children to school now. There are about 60 children in the new settlement. The school in their old village is not usable, and they are much further from the school which they used when they lived at the KBC2 camp. Dorja Twan said there are many challenges for them. At the moment, our problems are education for the children, health and water. We have to bring water from the farm. At the KBC2 camp, many villagers were selling vegetables to make a living. Since moving back to the area of their old village, some people have started planting crops but they're currently trying to earn a living by cutting down and selling firewood. These IDPs are not alone in their predicament. The military junta has ordered the closure of long-established IDP camps in other parts of the country, including Kachin, Chin and Rakhine states. The Manglone villagers are among the first in northern Shan state to try returning home. But they are struggling with little help. And with the rainy season coming soon, the situation is becoming urgent as Dorja Tuan says. If possible, it would be better for us to have homes built with corrugated iron sheets instead of makeshift tents. We are rebuilding a new village, so we have many requirements. We would like to ask donors to give us advice and help as much as they can. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Doathan. You can listen to our podcast via the Doathan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. 
You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondation Hirondelle and it's made with the support of our donors. 